0: and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So, he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again, a third time. And he got up and went to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So, Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Samuel. See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house, from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever, for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he said, Here I am, Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also, if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So, Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, It is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. New Revised Standard Version There are two different ways of being silent. Old Testament narrative stories are typically arranged in such a way that we can perceive clear contrasts between two different people. In our lesson for today, the boy Samuel and Eli the priest are contrasting characters. They each display a different way of silence, one good, and one not. Stained glass of Eli and Samuel in Christchurch Cathedral, Oxford, England Samuel takes a posture of listening. He is quiet so that he can hear the voice of the Lord. Samuel responds with few words. Eli is also quiet, but for all the wrong reasons. His sons are also priests who receive sacrifices from God's people. However, they do not handle their responsibility with any care for what the Lord really desires or wants. Eli knew what his sons were doing, and he was silent about it. Wisdom knows when to speak and when to be silent. And when being quiet is required, it is to be for the purpose of listening. Listening is a lost art and a forgotten skill today. Many people are so concerned to express their opinions and say what they want to say that the virtue of listening is not valued. Yet, God puts a premium on taking the stance of listening. Greater than a person who talks too much gets into trouble. A wise person learns to be quiet. Greater than. Greater than Proverbs 10:19, ARV. ERV. Busyness and constant locomotion are the bane of listening well. Taking precious time to stop and truly listen to another is very much needed in today's world. If we are to hear God's voice, It will require being still and silent for long enough to listen to what the Lord is saying to us. Many folks are also quite uncomfortable with silence. They seek to fill any quiet space with noise so as to avoid facing what is really going on inside the soul. I once attended a pastor's retreat in which I got to know a church planter in an urban ministry. He grew up in a large family and incessantly talked. The man was a beehive of words and was constantly moving. Having been to these types of retreats before, I knew what was probably going to happen, and it did. The retreat host made a pronouncement after dinner on the first day that there was to be absolutely no talking until lunch the next day. There was to be a full 18 hours of total silence. Some might think this is some sort of punishment. However, that line of thinking likely expresses how much we prize our words and how much noise means to us. The sole purpose of the retreat's imposed silence was for listening to God. Some of us are so busy moving from one thing to another, and constantly talking, to the point of drowning out the voice of the Lord. When we broke our silence the next day, the pastor confessed that in his whole life, he had never been quiet for more than 15 minutes. He said this. Those 18 hours of silence were the loudest hours I ever experienced. My mind was so noisy and so filled with stuff that the evening nearly drove me nuts. But in the morning, as the noise started to fade away, I could begin to hear the still small voice of God. This wonderful brother went back to his church a different pastor, Determined to sit still long enough and be quiet long enough to hear what God wanted for his life and work. Greater than all men's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Greater than. Greater than Blaise Pascal. If we want to hear God speak to us, we can take the same approach as the boy Samuel and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Then be quiet and listen. Any fool can babble on about their gripes and opinions. But in the Bible, talking is generally viewed as being overrated. Solitude and silence are prized so that we might listen and learn. Genuine listening can be scary. We might want to avoid what God is saying because it may be something we don't want to hear. Eli got bad news from Samuel's listening to God. Yet here is where words are to follow listening. When we take the time to listen to God, we must do and say what God tells us. And God might tell us to say or do something we may not want. Therefore, we must take up the shield of faith with which to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one who wants to keep us trapped in either a cycle of constant chatter without listening, or continual silence without acting upon what we hear from God. We need to have times of silence so that we hear God speak, and we must act in faith to say and do what God calls us to. Loving God, we admit we are uncomfortable with silence, we do not like to listen because it is such hard work. We confess to you our idol of filling every nook and cranny of our lives with being busy and productive, achieving and doing. There are so many words and so much information we hear every day that we do not hear your voice. We admit we keep looking for you to act without first listening to what you are saying to us. We confess we feel that we cannot get away with you, and feel powerless over the forces at work in our lives. Today, we choose a posture of listening to your Holy Spirit speak to us through your Holy Word. As you speak and have spoken, fill us with the courage to act upon what you tell us to do. We lean into the faith we have in the Lord Jesus so that our lives may be shaped and informed in ways that please you. Be gracious to answer us and lead us to the green pastures and quiet waters of your sacred space. Amen.